For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the moment to decide to defend our elections, to defend our democracy. <coughs> Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Oh, God. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. That's the Sean Show. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? You having a good time? The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Yeah, wow, that was, uh, that was painful in Atlanta yesterday, uh, watching the old fart uh, mumble his way through, you know, why it's so stinking racist to not support his essentially racist uh, election bill. You know, and he's, he's at a college in Atlanta that's predominantly black. Because if you don't support Joe Biden, you ain't black. You just ain't black. You must be something else, but you ain't black. And, uh, you know, apart from calling Kamala Harris the president once again uh, and and coughing a lot, which I think we're all starting to take notice of, uh, it goes off on this crap about racism and, uh, you know, who you want to be, who do you want to be remembered as? in this moment according to history future history right i mean i'm paraphrasing because very obviously if you don't support this election bill you're a racist and you don't want black people to vote and you don't want hispanic people to vote and you don't want old people to vote and you don't want handicapped people to vote you don't want trannies to vote you don't unless they're straight white men you don't want anybody to vote right i mean that's what i'm, I'm not a republican uh, i'm i'm you know, you know me. You've known me for ten years now. I'm a middle of the middle of the road guy, you know. Right? Politically speaking, I, I I guess could be called somewhat liberal on certain social issues, uh, but on uh, most things as far as national security and the economy, uh, I tend to track uh, and religion. I tend to track fairly conservative. But none of that matters because I voted for Trump twice, which means I'm a black person hating racist. I'm not only that, I'm a domestic terrorist. You know, I'm beyond feeling resentment about being characterized as that because I know the people who are characterizing, and by saying me, I mean all of us, uh, by characterizing us as that, it's only because they're terrified of losing power. Or, Or they're an idiot or both. So, you know, Joe Joe Biden, once again, champ, you know, has got a... Sort of, he didn't finish the lie about getting arrested during the civil rights era, but he tossed it out there because there's all kinds of stupid people who will believe that. And if you don't think it's racist to stand in front of a bunch of predominantly African-American college students and spin a bunch of bull crap because you think they're so stupid they won't do a Google search and know you're full of crap, that in and of itself is racist. Uh, because there is, if you can show me, because this is the big line about this bill, which essentially what the bill does, and you know this because you're informed, is it codifies and legalizes the federal government or any given administration's ability to cheat an election. It codifies and legalizes everything they did in in the, the last presidential election to cheat that election away from Donald Trump. Mail-in ballots. You know, uh, allowing uh, fast-tracking citizenship for illegals so they can vote or just outright giving them the right to vote like they're trying to do in New York. You know, uh, it, 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 that's what it is. It, you know, it's, that's what on-site voter registration. Biden's going off. And again, inherently racist. Biden's going off yesterday about, well, listen, champ, you know, these laws are racist because... You know, people got to wait in line to vote for hours, uh, and they're not allowed to be given water. Can you imagine that in the year 2022, that you can't get a bottle of water in a, in a line at a, at, a, at a polling place? Okay, the reason they're not letting people give out water is because they're giving out water with campaign labels on them. 
and you can't wear a freaking political T-shirt on your body when you're waiting in line to vote. But they want people to be able to hand out essentially campaign materials to people in line. It ain't got nothing to do with not wanting people to drink water. But again, Joe, right, they're just a bunch of black college students. They're they're so stupid, they're going to believe everything you say, right? Remember when you used to call them the N-word? Negroes? That was one of uh, Joe Biden's favorite words back in the 70s and 80s. Oh, oh, by the way, uh, you know, I, I know that I, I'm uh, the party that supported that supports uh, former, you know, Governor George Wallace, who was a segregationist and a horrible racist. But back in the 70s and 80s, okay, Joe Biden couldn't stop kissing George Wallace's ass. And, and I've always said, and this is absolutely true, and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, you go back in time and, uh, you know, and look up uh, Biden quotes and news articles from the 70s and 80s. And let's see, he was a big old fan of Robert Byrd, who was a, a, a KKK guy, and everybody knew it. Both he and Clinton, Bill Clinton, attended uh, his funeral. Uh, in, uh, let's see, the Detroit Free Press in 1987 did an article on Joe Biden. Uh, trying to prop him up to Southern voters, saying that the southern part of Delaware, this is from a Fox News story, the southern part of Delaware is, quote, culturally part of Dixie, and reminded them that former Governor George Wallace praised him as one of the most outstanding young politicians of America. Now, my daughter was born in Delaware, in slower, we call it slower, lower Delaware. That's the southern part of Delaware, slower, lower. Uh, I've uh, lived in Delaware far too many years. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm not a big old fan of Delaware because it's largely a big redneck uh, racist state. Re- you want to find good old-fashioned Dixieland racism, which predominantly was a Democrat-born thing or phenomenon, Baby, go to southern Delaware. Go to slower, lower Delaware. Go to Sussex County, Delaware. And if you're in Delaware right now, one of the one of the th- the points of pride of folks in southern Delaware, and I'm just being honest because I've seen it with my own li- eyes and I've lived it, is that they are a part of the South. They consider themselves a part of not northern Delaware, but southern Delaware. They consider themselves a part of the South culturally part of dixie that's exactly how a lot of people see it and you have a lot of old school racism in that part of the world in that part of the country i've always said and this is true racism is alive and well in america but it depends on where you are it's regional it's not institutional it's regional and the part of delaware that joe biden made his political bones and began his political career is one of the most racist places in this country and I'm talking old-school racism going back to slavery uh, because uh, the Chesapeake Bay was a uh, – many ports along Chesapeake Bay were, frankly, slave ship uh, ports. That's where the slave ships came in from Africa uh, along Chesapeake Bay. And a lot of that old-style racism is still alive and well. You have towns in southern Delaware that are completely racially segregated. It's just not legally so. And that's Joe Biden land. Okay. Uh, and you, you have uh, example after example after example of why that's true. And, again, he went off on the Scranton thing. You know how old Joe Biden was when he left Scranton? He was like 11. Okay. He didn't grow up in Scranton. He wasn't a teenager in Scranton. He wasn't a young adult in Scranton. He spent the majority of his life in good old-fashioned southern Delaware, culturally part of Dixie. And you go back to his own comments about black people over the years, uh, and, and you it's right there, or any other person of color who now he can't shut up about, and you will find the racism of Joe Biden all over the map. It is who he is. It is how he was raised. Here, let me use a Joe Biden tactic just to make my point. It's how he was raised. He was raised to be a racist. 
you know, and uh, that's not only one of the reasons I can't stand Joe Biden, it's also one of the many reasons why I no longer live in freaking Delaware. Uh, so listen to, listening to him now try to glom onto the civil rights movement, like he's walking arm in arm with MLK and getting busted by the man, fighting for, fighting for black rights, is so freaking nauseating. I may, you know, have to go in back into the hospital and get some more colon work done. So spare me, Mr. President. Spare me. For some unfortunate reason, my professional life and personal life have tracked this guy since my days in Delaware. And he is a loathsome piece of crap, uh, even when he doesn't remember what the hell he's saying. And I had to sit and listen for four years about what a racist I was and what a racist you are and what a racist uh, Donald Trump was. And we're racist because we voted for Donald Trump. And yet the, the liberal idiots of this country, well, some of them, he was elected by cheat, in my opinion. But a lot of you liberal pukes actually voted for this guy. You voted for an actual racist. You voted for an actual Caucasian, straight white male member of the establishment, the same person you claim to hate. The same exact person you claim needs to be rooted out of society. Straight white men who hate black people. Straight white men who get into the government and are corrupting it for their own benefit. Straight white men who get into government and financially benefit their own families and their own interests. That's who you put into office. And he thinks black people are so stupid that he could stand in front of a a bunch of college students and spin this crap and they'll believe it. Because, you know, they're so stupid, they'll always vote Democrat. Uh, And as long as we pander to them enough and show up at their stupid colleges, those black people will keep voting for us, keep pushing this CRT stuff because we need black people to keep voting for us. They're so stupid, they'll they'll believe anything we tell them. And yet, for some reason, there's absolutely nothing racist about this. But it is entirely racist to want somebody to show a photo freaking ID to vote in this country. And it's incredibly racist to, you know, have only certain hours that you can vote. Because people of color, they're on what? They're on POC time, right? And they just can't make it to the polling place. Jesus, it just makes me crazy. And I use that word in respect. What do you think? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Uh, uh, Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Just going to open up the phones. 210-599-5555. I'm not expecting to get a single call on this, but I'm going to put it, put it out there anyway. Because this is the narrative. Holy crap, am I sick of that word. This is the narrative that if you don't want this, this uh, a federal takeover of state-run elections, which is pure fascism, you're a stinking racist. Then I, I want some, I'm going to, I've asked this question many times on the air. I never get an answer, but I'm going to ask it one more time. If you can explain to me how state election laws and laws that protect the vote in, in that, you know, uh, maintain you have to prove who you are with a photo ID to vote in, Amer- in, a, in any given state in America that has such a law in the books. If you could explain to me how current election laws are keeping black people from voting, I'd like to hear it. You know, right? You agree with that, right? So certainly you should be able to exp- I mean, Whoopi Goldberg on the puke yesterday. I'm sorry, the view. Same thing said that black people, you know, there's a woman who makes millions of dollars every year being on national TV, saying that black people are no better off today than they were during the era of slavery when the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. So if you know why this stuff is racist, by all means, call us silly hood-wearing racists up on this show and explain to us how we're, what we're not seeing. I'd love to hear it, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Beyond that, uh, Chris and Don, I, I gotta, you know, you probably heard me groan a little bit every now and again. I, 
I, I, I, I'm fine. I love being back at home, actually. I'm actually re- really digging it this time. But I have to sit on, uh, sit on this hard chair uh, during the show. And, and it, it really, I mean, not to be gross, but it, after about an hour or so, my ass bone begins to hurt. I just, I, I start to, because <laughs> I'm sitting on my ass bone. And it, and it just, you know, it's pointy. And it, it sort of makes the scar hurt a little. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, if I get a little grumpy, it's it's because if, my if you get a little it's when well, I, I'm you get a I'm just grumpy. saying it's 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 my ass bone and uh, and, right. and Chris uh, Chris had mentioned Chris got all up in my stuff earlier because I was calling it my ass bone, and then he started saying the technical name for it coccyx, which is is like <laughs> Cossack. What is it? Coccyx. Coccyx. Basically, your tailbone. Cox. Caucus, what? Coccyx. Cox. It's my coccyxis. I'm sitting on my coccyxis, and and I'm just saying, Don, it's making my coccyxis hurt. And nobody likes an achy coccyxis. That sounds so like a, I, that sounds like a you problem. No, I'm. We all have a coccyxis. Yeah, okay, well, we all yeah. got a cossack. We all got a cusack, and I'm just saying. That I'm sitting on my Q-sack, and it's, it'd be, I need to call the doctor up and maybe get some more, you know, I don't want my coccyxis to hurt no more pills. Coccyx. Coccyxis, that's what I said. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just saying that, you know, I, I, by the end of the show, my coccyxis is hurting. That's all. And, and, and who among us wants an achy coccyxis? That, that's all. That's all. Right. I'm not going to call it an ass bone anymore because Chris got offended by that. Because uh, he, he gets offended when I mispronounce things. In the plural, coxies. Coxies. <laughs> or three cox m. <laughs> a pod of coxie. <laughs> I'm just saying, okay, oh, that uh, I'm not going to call it ass bone anymore. But my my cochlear is hurting when I'm when I'm sitting on it. And, Coxix. And, and... <laughs> <laughs> it's such a funny. <laughs> Isn't that a funny-sounding word? It's a Can fun word to say, isn't it? Coccyxis. <laughs> what is it, Chris, one more time? Coccyx. <laughs> See, we're not just doing grab-ass on this show. We actually try to educate you. We're like the electric company here, uh, the, the Sesame right. Street of talk radio. The The proper term is coccyxis. Coccyx. Yeah, right. I gotta take a break. <laughs> you and your coccyx needs a little break. <laughs> they do. So I'll crack you up after the break. Oh. And maybe I'll be made the butt of more jokes on the other side. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Who's Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, 20 minutes after nine. Oh wait, 40 minutes after nine. <laughs> 20 minutes before the top of the hour on uh, News Talk 550 KTSA with Sean. Uh, happy to be back once again. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. I was talking about what a stinking racist uh, Joe Biden is. Let's go to the phones. Here's Robert on line one. Robert, how you doing? Good. What are you thinking? Hey, uh, like I said, I'm black, and I'm a conservative and I've had this argument with my family for years now about, you know, getting an ID to prove who you are to vote. And that, you know, everybody's just so in love with the demon. I call them demonic rats. <laughs> so everybody's so in love with the demonic rats. They want to look and see, you know, that, of course, like you said, Joe Biden's a racist. They want to look and see that, you know, when they go out and they say something, that everything has to be about race. Everything's false about what they say. You know, nobody wants to look it up. And then they say, oh, I didn't hear it. Oh, I didn't know about it. Oh, I didn't hear it. You know. Yeah, and you're, you know, I mean, and I've had, you know, even in the Hispanic community, I've had people tell me this that, you know, it's to a certain extent it's a generational thing, where you know some of the older folks have just always voted Democrat, and I think a lot of folks like you who are coming along and and look, you know, and understand that it's it's really a con job. The whole first off, the whole thing, uh, the whole platform is inherently racist, right? And and yeah. it's and it's, con, it's a con job, you know. And I think a lot of people are are waking up to that. Yeah, if you go back to to the uh, debates, the first debates, remember, it had all twenty people on stage. Right. Yeah, uh, what you call it, Miss uh, uh, 
uh, Indian girl. What's the first thing that come out of her mouth? If you're black, if you're Hispanic, if you're Latino, if you're Native American, if you're Asian, if you're so and so, so if you're this, if you're that, the Trump economics are not working for you. Oh, God. I'm like, and he, I'm you like know, really? Right. <laughs> really? I mean, the Trump was, you know, I mean, the, the, the Trump years were, were great for those communities as yeah, far as economic like, really? opportunity and all that. Yeah, I mean, well, again, you know, it, it, don't you think that, like, they're, in a sense, they're trying to cover up their own racism by wrapping all this crap in this idea that we're fighting for you and we're the, you know, the Republicans are all racist. And yet the real racist in the room tends to be the Democrat. Right. And Trump gave more money to historically black colleges and universities than any of the president, as far as I know in history, next to Bush and, and Reagan. Right, right. Yeah, I man, mean, I appreciate Come yeah, on now. It's, it's insanity. It, it really is upside down. Man, thank you so much for the call, Robert. It's always a pleasure, man. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go to John on line two. John, what are you thinking? Sean, your problem is that you're using an, an outdated, I would say, Jim Crow definition of racism. You believe that all people are equal, and that is not what the science tells us. Apparent, according to the Democratic politicians, the science tells us that you as a white man were born evil and are therefore <laughs> sinful. And... Anybody who is a shade darker than you is incapable of doing the things that you are doing. So, therefore, anything that is even remotely equal or imposes an equal responsibility on people is necessarily racist. Now, you're not allowed to talk about all of the black doctors, lawyers, Hispanic politicians, the black president. That was all white supremacy. Don't ask me how. I don't know. I can't explain it. You're not a scientist. Not a scientist. You're right. But but the problem is, Sean, is that you don't understand that racism is no longer about being negative. Racism is about telling people that they can do things and that they are loved and they are equal. That is racist, and you are a racist, sir. I know. God, I'm such. I hate black people so much, and I just so don't want them to vote. And uh, you know, and that's my white supremacy coming out. And uh, And you're right. I got to start following the. I gotta start following the science. How and dare stop you talking about? Are, <laughs> start stop no talking about this equality stuff. Country, Mr. Rima. <laughs> equality has no place in the, equality has no place in the United States of America. It says so in the Constitution somewhere in the back, but don't look for it. <laughs> That's right. Have a good of course day. It was written, thank you. Of course, it was written by old you know white racists. I married my Hispanic wife just to throw you all off from my racism. That's all. I don't want Hispanics to vote either. You know, and it, 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 it's, it's such an insipid argument, you know, that, that Republicans, and again, I'm not a Republican, but, you know, I'm half a liberal myself. But Republicans don't want black people and Hispanic people and old people to vote and transgendered people. They want them all to vote, man. Are you kidding me? Look, you, 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 I know that there's this, this, this is another myth out there that white people like me are just shaking in our boots and shaking in our hoods over the changing dynamics of America where, shiver me timbers, at some point, white people won't be the majority. I couldn't give a crap about that. I don't care. I really don't. That is so, and I'll get into what I think about racism in general here in a second. Even though I know I'm inherently racist because I'm white. You think I pay a white skin, and I like to eat asparagus. Makes me racist. And I like Mac salad. And I occasionally watch Matlock. I, I know all this makes me a racist. But I'll give you my thoughts on, 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 actual, on what I actually believe about racism. I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, but, you know, and the phone lines are, are still open, 210-599-5555. Actually, Chris, I just forgot what my original point was because I went into setting up my next point that I've actually forgotten what my first point was. And that happens every now and again. And since coming out of the uh, hospital, I want to be even more honest with you about my life and how my brain works. And I can't remember what my original point was that was the lead-in for my second point. What the hell was I just talking about? Why you married Syria? Oh, why I married Syria. That's right. I, you see, it, it, even white people, like, being non-racist is now racist. Right. So like uh, that lieutenant governor uh, in uh, in Virginia that uh, people like me all supported and thought it was great uh, because she's a black conservative. 
uh, and a former member of the military, even that somehow supporting her is an example of white supremacy. If you support a black politician as a white conservative, you are somehow still being a racist. And so very obviously, I married my Hispanic white, uh, my Hispanic wife to throw you all off the trail from what a stinking Hispanic hate and racist I am. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thinking. And it's absurd, man. It's like this whole Latinx. You know what? It, you know who the most loathsome people on the planet are? White liberals, sanctimonious white liberals who believe they know everything there is to know about black people, about Hispanics, gay people, any marginalized, uh, you know, marginalized uh, 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 community, so to speak. They know everything, right? That's why they know Hispanic people want to be called Latinx, which most Hispanic people hate. And as far as the changing dynamics of this country, the idea that Republicans don't want black people and Hispanics to vote, predominantly when you know that at some point they will be the majority, is absurd. Why? Just because they hate black people? There's no logical reason why any Republican would want a black person to vote for them. So there. Uh, Jeff, hang on. We'll go back to the phones. We get back, and I'll explain my thoughts. You know, for the record, once again on racism. That's coming up next on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. This is Sean. Show. I'm Sean. Talking about racism and the Democrats and. Uh, uh, Let's go to the phones, 210-599-5555. Here's Jeff on line one. Jeff, how you doing? Oh, pretty good, Sean. I, I listen to this racism stuff all the all the time and, and gender stuff and all this. And my daughter was talking to me about uh, Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey are going to run for president. She thinks it's great. And my statement to her was quite simple. Voting for Michelle or are Oprah Winfrey because they're black and female is kind of like vote, uh, eating a turd because it looks like a Babe Ruth candy bar. You vote for the person that uh, has the capability of doing good for our country and good for the people of our country and maintaining our Constitution, not because of their color or their gender. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, although I don't like thinking about turds these days. But I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the call. No, you're absolutely – look, and I appreciate the call. And say, look, how did Barack – how did a radical like Barack Obama get into office? I mean, Barack Obama is and was a an extreme radical. Really? Yeah. You know, uh, an outright racist himself and uh, a borderline fascist. How did that guy get into office? I'll tell you why. Because people voted skin color. Okay, the reason we're in the the moment we're in right now, frankly, is because of Barack Obama. He started this whole thing. The one guy who had the biggest or the most uh, opportune or or, or prominent, uh, timely uh, historical opportunity to actually carry this country into a post-racist uh, moment and to evolve us and actually truly bring us together the first black president and he did the exact opposite how and why did he get into into uh, into uh, office because if he was a white dude he never would have made it if barack obama had been a white guy saying the exact same stuff he was saying on the campaign trail uh way back when he never would have been elected it's just a true damn thing even against a guy like John McCain. Uh, 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 he got into office because people voted skin color. And whether you're talking about equal opportunity stuff, EOE stuff, anti-discrimination laws, uh, or you're talking about political office, uh, or even whether you hire somebody or don't hire somebody, there is it is just as racist to do something positive for somebody because of their skin color as it is to do something negative because of their skin color. And if you don't understand that, you're probably a moron. Here's Will on line two. Will, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? 
Hey, what I'm thinking, um, Sean, is um, I grew up in Memphis in the inner city. Uh, my mom is 81. I'm, I'm black, by the way. And uh, my mom has a driver's license. She has a state ID. She has a Social Security card. And uh, she has no problems voting. So me personally, for me, my immediate family, uh, the, some of the voter uh, uh, regulations they want to change doesn't affect me. But what I have learned, and, and I'd like to hear your opinion on this, is uh, there's a lot of people, especially uh, a lot of black and Hispanic people, especially like in real uh, poor areas, that for some reason or another don't have state ID. I don't know why. I've heard things like because of lack of transportation, uh, some of them because they're elderly. And the, 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 the fact is there are more white people with, you know, valid state IDs than there are minorities. So that's one reason why some people feel like uh, these uh, changing these laws are difficult uh, for minorities. And another thing I learned was that some places will allow uh, you to use your gun license as a form of ID to vote. And what I read was uh, a whole lot of white people, uh, the majority have, not majority, but more than minorities have gun license, whereas you can't use a student ID, uh, student ID to vote, right. which a lot I, of minorities have. I, I, I got to run. Keep listening. I'm going to pick it up right from there when I get back after the news. Okay, man? It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Just once I'd like to see a reporter say to Joe Biden when he stands at the damn podium in the White House without a mask, Mr. President, why aren't you wearing a mask? Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. You go, Ted. You go cruising, man. Cruising for a bruising from old Ted there. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. All right, I want to pick up uh, an answer uh, a question uh, posed by our, our last call to last hour because we, we Biden's big Atlanta speech on uh, the, the 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 elections law and and racism and all that happy crap happened you know yesterday and boy that was wasn't that painful to watch that that speech it's it's painful to watch any speech that dude gives at this point I'm sorry it's like trying to take a round poop out of a square hole it's just it's it hurts and I know I'm making a lot of colon references this week but it's kind of top of mind stuff for me. Or would that be a, a, a square poop out of a round hole? I don't know. Um, and, and the caller was talking about how, you know, I, you know, he's a black man. He says, I have a photo ID, obviously. He says, my elderly mom has multiple forms of ID, and, and uh, she has absolutely no problem voting. Uh, but he said, some make that argument uh, because in, you know, some poor neighborhoods throughout the country, uh, statistically, you will find that, you know, either, you know, middle-aged people or elderly people uh, of color, you know, may or may not have a photo ID or a state ID for whatever reasons. Um, and I'm not denying that's true. I, you know, I haven't really heard anything about that. But for the sake of argument, let's say, let's say that's true, okay? And, again, I, I believe the dude. You seem like a pretty logical dude and a cool dude. Uh, let's say in a certain neighborhood uh, in America, you have uh, a significant amount of black people who, for whatever reasons, do not have a photo ID. Don't have a state ID, don't have a driver's license. Maybe they're in a, a city where you don't really need a car, so they don't have a driver's license. And so, th- for whatever reasons, in this neighborhood, black people statistically don't, you know, a fair amount, don't have a photo ID. Okay, the solution we are presented with, or the idea we're presented with, is that truth is inherently racist. Uh, and to ask those people to produce a photo ID to vote is racist. And the only way to fix that problem is to do away with anybody having to show a photo ID to vote. Okay, that's the solution to that problem of quote-unquote systemic racism. If the on- and this is my response, if the only time in American civic life that you had to produce a photo ID was to vote, then you could make you could possibly make the the racist argument. 
that it's about voter suppression. If that were the only time in life that you required a photo ID. But the fact of the matter is, in just about every level of life, of American life, civic life, consumer life okay you need a photo id you need a photo id for many reasons to live in our society stuff in our society right now whether it's about buying stuff whether it's about getting a job getting employed uh we're talking about poor neighborhoods so i'm not going to throw in the the getting onto an airplane thing but you need a photo id obviously to do that uh very often if you're if you're you know, uh, uh, using a credit card or some older folks still use checks. You know, my mom does. You can't do that without a photo ID. There's all kinds of reasons why anyone in America, even in these poor neighborhoods, would need a photo ID. So what would be the proper response to that to, to a significant number of folks not having a photo ID? You find out why. Because them not having a photo ID is going to cause them all kinds of problems beyond whether they can or cannot vote in an election. You see what I'm saying? Because you can't argue that not having a photo ID or having to have a photo ID is only a burden when it comes to voting, but it's not a burden when it comes to buying alcohol or cigarettes, when it comes to uh, uh, showing an ID to uh, get employed by someone, to get a job. Uh, you know, if you do have a vehicle, you need a photo ID to be able to drive it. It can't only be a burden when you're voting, because that doesn't make any sense. Uh, so that's how I respond to that. As far as what kinds of things you need to show to 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 vote, uh, the gentleman had also said that you know, uh, in in certain areas in certain states, a a gun license will suffice as a as a form of ID to vote. I that's another thing I've never heard about. I'm not saying it's not true, but one of the beauty beautiful things about the fact that constitutionally, constitutionally. Uh, in this country, it's the state's responsibility to manage their own elections and to develop their own laws about how elections operate in any given state. And if you want to change election law in a given state, you have to uh, go to the state legislature and not the federal uh, 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 legislature uh, and Congress is because every state is what? Every state is demographically, economically, even ethnically different. Every state, that's the beauty of this republic, is that basically we're a patchwork of little countries. And uh, the way the system is supposed to operate, our style of constitutional representative government, is that the state government uh, and even local city governments understand their part of the world better than anybody else and certainly better than the federal government can. The federal government attempts to uh, lay out blanket solutions for problems, most of which they themselves create, to quote Groucho Marx, but the, 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 the federal government can only provide blanket solutions to things, standardized solutions that everybody has to abide by, which is really always a disservice to our style and organization of, of, of this, the style and organization of, of our governments and of this country and how it's supposed to work. Your local government is supposed to know more about your city and your town than anybody else. And so the people we are supposed to look for, look to for local solutions are local authorities. At a statewide uh, uh, level, okay, the state, the governor of any state and the government of any state is supposed to understand the needs and the demographics and the statistical realities of their state better than anybody in the in the in the federal government, uh, barring representatives and senators, who are there to represent that. So the beauty of states having the ability to govern their own elections and why the founding fathers put this in the Constitution is because they're the ones who understand their state better than anybody else. And it also prevents cheating at the federal level. If the federal government, and this is exactly what they want to do with this law, this is precisely why they want this law in the books. It takes away 
that responsibility and that power of determining your own elections inside your state and hands it to the federal government. So then the federal government can now say, well, no one should be able to show, have to show a photo ID to vote which means all kinds of people can vote who won't be legally able to vote or wouldn't normally be legally able to vote. It means the federal government can give voting rights to illegal immigrants who are not, who are not even citizens and allow them to vote. It means the federal government can standardize mail-in voting across the board. And we already know, if you look at any study in this country on voting laws and voting realities in this country over the past 20, 30 years, top of the list as far as how uh, elections are cheated, mail-in ballots. Mail-in ballots. And we're not talking about, uh, uh, I forget the the, the actual term now, uh, of uh, people who apply uh, for special considerations into how they vote based upon their individual circumstances. That's a completely different thing. Mail-in ballots, people being able to just fill out a card and send it in and vote that way, is the prime way, the most, uh, 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 let's see, uh, capable way at your disposal to cheat an election. Because you can have people... Uh, filling out thousands of votes and creating votes that are, are from people that don't actually exist or people are double voting. And that's what your government wants to do right now. You want to talk about taking the right to vote or the ability to have a voice in, in your elected officials in this country, uh, whether you're black, Hispanic, white, pink, yellow, polka dot, whatever, is standardized mail-in ballots across the country. Uh, it is give the authority of elections in this country, city and state, and even uh, uh, for president, senators, and all that stuff. Hand that over to the federal government. And then whatever given administration is in control can pretty much win any election they want to win by exactly using exactly the same methods that Joe Biden and the Democrats used to cheat Donald Trump. So if you're black or you're hispanic and uh, you value your voice in choosing your own elected officials, uh, then the last thing you should want is this monstrosity of a bill to become law. It's fascism defined. How does that make you feel? 210-599-5555, Let's go to Frank. Uh, Frank, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Good morning, Mr. Sean. Um, I'm going to take hey. what you said one step further. Like you said, what if you only needed ID to vote? That one, that for well, that one instance. Okay. Right. So I'm a 55 year old Hispanic man. I walk in to vote. They say, "I'm sorry, uh, you can't vote today. You don't have your ID." Oh, okay. Well, does that mean that I would not? I would. I, I would just forget about voting for the next time, next year, or the year after that, or would I try as hard as I could? To go and get my ID. I mean, you figure that. Yeah, I mean, people would right. who don't have IDs to vote would say, "Okay, miss my chance this time, but not next time because my vote is important." You know, right? And, well, that's, and, a, that's and an the, excellent point. You know, my yeah, the excellent argument point. to me is moot when somebody te- when some, when someone tells me, "Well, it's it's there's there's you know that's wrong." You know, people, black black and Mexican can't vote because they don't have an ID. Okay, well, they might have missed this election but are you telling me that they're just gonna, they're just gonna forget about all the other elections in the future right. like well i don't have an id so i guess i'm uh i'm disenfranchised see y'all later bye sol right you know well yeah because it's all about taking away the responsibility of individuals you I know, agree. And it's using skin color as the as the entrance but really it's about you know it, well it's not your fault you know you shouldn't have to produce a photo id and if uh, the man wants you to have a photo ID, it's because he doesn't want you to vote because you're, you're Hispanic or what have you. It's, it's deeply insulting. And you're right. You don't have a photo ID this year. Well, if you want your vote to matter or you want to participate, it's on you to get a photo ID. Right. So who wouldn't man. want it? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sean. Right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, right. Let's uh, take one more. Here's Barbie. Barbie, how are you? I am Barbie. well, thank you. Hey, hey I'm right what's here. on your mind? Can you hear me? I got you. What are you thinking? (laughs) I love what you have said so far this morning. I just want to say that because there's so many things about what you said that is just so true and resonate with me. Um, But what I wanted to point out is everybody considers the United States so racist nowadays. But I've lived in other countries because of my husband being in the military. And he served his 20 years, and he did time in different countries. So I can attest to 
everywhere you go to get into any country, including the United States, and it should be this way, you have to have a photo ID. You have to unless you're, co- you unless you're coming here illegally. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, and that's my that goes to my next point, sir. The other point, the point is exactly what you said. I won't even repeat it. No, exactly. go ahead. That's and why okay. do we have laws? My question is, why do we even have laws? Why do we even have laws in the United States of America if the Democrats can break them? They can break them in election laws. They can break them with regard to illegal immigration. They can break them every law. They're breaking all kinds of laws, and nobody's holding them accountable. And it makes me just That's right. furious. No, it is. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, the, it's the dissolving of America. I mean, it really is. Uh, and, into he, he a, fa- a every, purely fascist the COVID state. Stuff, we're supposed oh, yeah. to... I mean, the COVID stuff, uh, I just, I mean, I could go out there and I'd sound like right. a total complete idiot, but basically no, we're, we're facing a, a socialist, communist, totalitarian government. We are going Absolutely. to be the CCP or the United States of, or CCP instead of USA. If, if I agree. Joe Biden I, gets his way. I agree. And I, I got to go, Barbie. To face. <laughs> I would too. I got to run. I'm just out of time. Thank you so much, Barbie. Let's take a break. It's Sean on New Song 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm John Hyde. Glad to be back. Sitting on my coccyx. The phone lines are 210-599-5555. All right, everybody settle down. My wife's on her lunch break, so she's uh, she's going to be hanging out with us for about 15 minutes here or 30 minutes for the rest of the show. Both my wife and I work at home now, and uh, I got I got to call her out on something, uh, Don and Chris, and that I, I when I was in the hospital, my phone uh, dumped out, and and so my wife went and got me a new phone. And as you guys know, I, I the newer the the more smarter the phones get, the dumber I get. I, I, it's going to take me six months to figure out how to use this freaking phone. I'm just saying, okay. And so I'm in the hospital. I'm also on some fairly powerful pain meds. And so I, I made a major mistake in that I let my wife set up all the sounds for my phone. And, you know, for like when I get a text or when somebody's calling me, you know, she set up all the, all the sounds that I, that, I, that I get. And for some bizarre reason, I, I can mute the general sound of the phone, but I think she did something, uh, you know, because she's she's Hispanic and she's striking a blow against the evil white man. She somehow made it so that I can't mute the sounds that my phone makes when somebody texts me or calls me. Chris, could you text me real quick? Just send me a text, and I'm going to hold the phone up to the microphone. This is what I hear when somebody texts me. I know I'm doing this on the fly. I didn't plan this. But if you could just send me a text. Did you hear that? Did you guys hear that? Yes. Can you text me again? Just one more time. Listen to this. Just send me another text. What the hell did I do? Should be on its way. Hang on here. I did something here. What the hell did I do? Oh, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. All right, uh, there I go. Uh, send me one more text. I'm sorry. This is fascinating radio. That's what I hear every freaking time somebody texts me. That. I hear that. And if I'm getting multiple texts, I hear that every second. Now, now, Chris or Don, now call me on the phone. Call me. Ah, that's what I hear. Now call me. Call me on the phone. This is what I hear when somebody calls me. Thanks to my wife. Okay, this is what I hear. Can you hear that? Ring, 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 ring. There's Don Morgan calling me. And I can't undo it. I, I can't. The phone is so complicated. I can't 
It's like Hal on that spaceship. You know, it's a it's a freaking space odyssey. I can't figure out how to undo the sounds that my wife has put on my phone. So I got to hear that ring. See? <laughs> this is what she did to me because I was infirm. It makes these ridiculous sounds. It's her way of getting even for something you've done. I guess. Or some things you've done. I'm not sure. Listen to that. It just never ends, man. I'm at the line at freaking Circle K. Ring, 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 ring. People are looking at me like I'm a, like I'm a weirdo. Like I'm a weirdo. She did. You did that. To, she's right over there. You did that to me on purpose, didn't you? Didn't you? <laughs> oh, she just mouthed the words, "punk oh. ass bitch" to me. There you go. Oh, there see, you. there you go. All right. Well, I'm just saying. Maybe punk that could. Ass. We could figure out a way to make that your ringtone. We'd be all set. Punk ass. Punk yeah. ass, punk ass. That'd be awesome. I love you, baby. All right. She just said she can do that. That's great. What the hell time is it? All right. Two one zero five. And I can't, I can't figure out how to mute it. So if you ever hear the, because Chris is texting me or Ware's texting me during the show. There you go. I hear that in my dreams now. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Yeah, and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071 with your old Uncle Sean. Talking smack about the news and whatever else floats through my troubled, addled brain. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. I'd mentioned a while ago that I was going to just, you know, once again reiterate. I said reiterate. That's a fancy word. That I was going to repeat, once again, you know, my, my thoughts on racism in general. Um, because it's just never been a part of my life. It just hasn't. Be, I, I, you know, I was never taught to be a non-racist. You know, like my old man never sat me down and said, this is why you shouldn't hate black people. You know, it's just, but I will say I grew up in a household where that was never an issue. It's just nobody ever talked that way. Nobody, we didn't treat people that way. Uh, So as far as modeling, you know, my parents were, people who treated folks all the same that's just the, the house my brothers the same thing that's just the, the dynamic of my we had all we had our issues man don't get me wrong as a family growing up and you know every family does but on the race trip it just wasn't a part of our lives it wasn't who we were it certainly wasn't who my dad my dad could my dad had this quality about him that he could talk to anybody from any aspect of life from any walk of life and he he treat he talked to no matter who you, you could be a freaking millionaire you could have two two dollars in the bank and my old man talked to you exactly the same and showed you the exact same amount of respect and and that was modeled for me my mom was the same way at a very early age and so the, racism or being not racist was wasn't anything that had to be taught it's just who we were and I know if you're into CRT and you think I'm already a stinking racist just because of my skin color, none of this means anything to you, and I don't care. Because if you buy into that trip, you're probably a freaking idiot. I myself, as an individual, figured out very early on that racism as a concept, as a way of thinking, just didn't make any stinking sense, which is still where I am today. Racism doesn't make any sense. It makes no more sense to say that someone's shade of skin color or skin pigment says anything about who they are as a person than saying, uh, sorry, your, your freaking elbow says something about you or the shape of your toenails Okay, or or your ears. It, it it says anything about. It's like saying your freaking ears determine something about uh, your personality and who you are as an individual. And does that make sense to you? Okay, no, of course not. If 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 there were, if racism were based on any other organ of the body, and the skin is an organ, your skin is an organ of the body. If you based racism on any other part of the body people would they would think you're an idiot and you would be wow look at that dude's ankles god i hate people with ankles like that you know they're stupid and lazy right 
Yeah, I'm serious. Look at that guy's nose. Oh, man. I hate people with noses like that. You know, they're, they're, they'll steal from you in a heartbeat. It, it, so for me, and I, in my own weird way, and maybe this is why I eventually became a philosophy major for the amount of time that I managed to stay in college until it started to interfere with my drinking, uh, you know, I, I, my mind has always worked that way. Things have, you know, I'm, as a, as a person, I'm ridiculous. And, you know, if not for my wife, I'd probably be living in a refrigerator box along I-10. I, I'm, I'm, you know, not, uh, uh, the most uh, adulting guy in the, in the world, but my mind is, is very logical and I, I need things to make sense. I have always been that way since I was a little kid. I need crap to make sense. I didn't become, I was raised in the church uh, as a Methodist, as a Lutheran. You know, I mean, my, my mom, we, we moved around a lot, but my mom always made sure I had a church to go to and a Sunday school class to attend. So I grew up in the Christian faith, but I did not wholly embrace my Christian faith until it made sense to me. I could never just accept, well, Jesus died for our sins, because my immediate question was, well, why did he do that? And what's that got to do with me? I had to work through it intellectually, even as a kid, for it to make sense to me. And then once it made sense to me, then I embraced it. Same thing with racism. Very early on, I tried to figure out why anybody would think any differently of a person because of their skin color. Because at the front of it, it didn't make sense. And ultimately, it never did make sense, which is why racism to this day, to me, is a fool's way of thinking. It's the purview of morons and ego cases and non-intellectuals, which is why it is always kind of surprising to me how the party of so-called intellectualism, right, we're freaking nuanced. We're the freaking party of freaking science. Look, don't tell me nothing. I got a college degree. You ever have somebody have a liberal idiot shove their college degree in your face? Well, did, did you go to college? I know people with college degrees hanging on the wall right now who couldn't tell you the three branches of government. Okay, so don't. it, it, it really doesn't matter whether you got a freaking sheepskin or you don't. Point being, the the party who wraps themselves in this sanctimonious crapola about being intelligent, intellectuals, progressive of mind, not closed down in their thoughts, open to new ideas, are really not that. And really, they tend to be the racist in the room. If you think a black guy can't get a photo ID to vote, you're, I'm not the racist, you're the racist. Because inherent in that idea is that black people are too stupid and lazy to come up with a photo ID. So that's what I think of the party of science and the party of progressivism and the party of intellect. You're all full of crap. And you're deeply racist. Deeply racist. And it's evidenced by the the, the basic tenets of CRT. Critical race theory. Okay, if I think black people are subhuman... Uh, or not real people because of their skin color, that's no less racist than you thinking I am inherently a racist because of my skin color. We're both judging each other by our freaking elbows. Or our butts or whatever. It's, it's you know, it's it's ridiculous. All right. Two ones, how's that make you feel? 210 uh, 599 Richard, how you doing? Hey, Sean. Uh, hey. Before I forget it, uh I think you and your wife were made. She has a great sense of humor. I think y'all were made for each other. <laughs> she does have a great sense of humor, and uh, she's sitting right over there, and uh, I love her with all my heart, and she puts up with me for some bizarre reason, which I will spend the rest of my life trying to comprehend. <laughs> I have a wife of the same magnitude. Anyway, uh, moving Excellent. on. We did, we did good, you and I. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh the uh, a reason that the person might not have a photo ID, whether you're white, brown, black, whatever, you know, when you go down to the motor vehicle people and all that, you know, you got to show up in person because you got to have your picture taken and all that right. stuff, you know, nine yards. 
And all these computers nowadays are all interactive with each other. Uh, if you got a warrant out, you know, for your speeding tickets or uh, maybe you stuck up the 7-Eleven or something, right. you're not going to go down there and present yourself in person. Or if you're here illegally, you're, you're, oh, yeah. unless, they, unless the government gives you one, you know, which they want to do, right. actually, at this point. Oh, yeah, of course, of course, we right. know. And you're right, right dialed in this morning, too, Sean. You're hot, man. You'll come back great. God bless, God bless you, man. I appreciate the call. Yeah, my big butt came out of the hospital with even less of a tolerance for bull crap, whether it's my own or somebody else's. Uh, 210-599-5555. We'll come back and wrap this puppy. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Final few moments of the show. 1052. Is Charles still hanging? We got Charles. How you doing, Sean? Nice to have hey. you back. Uh, nice to be back. Tell tell Sirius uh, she did a good job with you, and that's that's a good woman right there. So you know, you done you done a good job there, Sirius. She's right over there. Yeah, <laughs> that's what her name really means in, in, in English. It's Sirius. Yeah. Anyway, I, I makes sense. <laughs> okay. Well, but anyway, I just wanted to say. I don't know what it is, you know, me being uh, Mexican-American, I don't know why uh, the African-American community always has to pull us in to the, to the mix of what they're going through. Or, the, or you know, and, and I can only just say this. They're a very, very complicated race. I mean, they were sold into slavery by their own people in, in you know, back in the time. I, and, and, you know, no, no, I, no, no, I'm not trying to judge them or anything, but the no, other I thing know, is, I, Right. Go and ahead. The, 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 the other thing I wanted to point out is that, you know, it's like the previous caller said, a lot of and, and I can tell you this from the Hispanic community. I grew up on the west side of San Antonio, and I can tell you the guys that did not want to go renew their license or anything is because they have warrants out for their arrest. Right. That's the only right. reason, you know. Oh, yeah. No, so, I, I, and I, yeah, I believe you. Yeah, because that's what I've heard before, you know. I, 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 I think this blending of the African-American community and Hispanic is really more about white liberalism and, and politics because they're exactly. the ones who are kind of pushing that idea of people of color and, you know, and uh, yeah. it's all about people of color. And so you stop looking at either community as an individual thing and it's just a, a political tool. One, one last thing. Look at all these celebrity African-American uh, athletes. Why do they all have white girlfriends or white wives why isn't there no i've seen very pretty african-american ladies why aren't they with them why i don't know themselves are racist i can tell you right i think a lot i think a lot of people who claim thank you i think a lot of people who claim to be not racist are tend to be the the racist in the room i'm gonna leave you with this story because this is perplexing out of florida clear water florida damn it we have two young ladies, Sarah Franks, 29 years of age, and Caitlin O'Donovan, 27 years of age, of Clearwater, Florida. They are being held both on $75,000 on a $75,000 bond on burglary and assault charges. $75,000. You know what they did? They got into an argument with a dude uh, at his apartment, and they threw glitter at him. They tossed glitter at the guy a couple of times. They glittered him. Uh, they, they put out an all points. They put out a bolo on these chicks. They, they went at, the cops went after them, pulled them over, and discovered they were the suspects because there was a can of glitter in their car. They didn't hit the guy with a crowbar. They didn't steal anything from him. They glittered him. They glittered him. And and they're both facing serious charges. We we have dudes who are beating the crap out of people on the street, taking their stuff, taking their wallet, and they, they got because of this equity crap, they got no bail at all, and they're out within hours. The dude who set the the, the Fox News Christmas tree on fire had no bail, was out on the streets watching the smoldering tree after he's the one who set it off. And we got two chicks throwing glitter, and they're in on 75000 Does that make any sense to you people, Chris and Don? Does that make any damn sense? 
You know, when did glitter become a, a dangerous weapon? Holy crap. The guy has been cutting my hair for eight years as trans. You know, when I get when he gets done cutting my hair, you know, he doesn't say, hey, you want a spritz? He, he glitters me, man. He tosses some glitter in my hair, you know, just to pretty me up a bit. I'm not going to have the guy brought up on assault charges. What, uh, what the hell? When did glitter? Who was the guy that used to throw confetti back in the 70s? Rip, every, the, rip Torn? Uh, or? Yeah, Rip Torn. Rip, rip yeah. Torn. By this logic, that guy, you know, was a, was a, a violent dude <laughs> throwing confetti at people. It seems to me throwing glitter on somebody is kind of a happy thing to do. You know what I mean? You sparkle like glitter. Dude, they're, they're on seventy-five. on a $75,000 bond. Why is this? Are they charged Th- with assault? Is that what's going on? Yes. Yeah. And burglary charges. They didn't even steal anything. I think if somebody glitters me, they like me. I'm just saying, you know, I take it as a positive thing. <laughs> not that I get glittered a lot. Right. I'm just saying, if somebody threw glitter on me, I'm not going to go, oh, I'm calling the cops on you. I feel threatened. Well, when you come back to the studio, we're going to break out the glitter. Break out the glitter the hell out of that place, man. Glitter it up. I love being glitter. Glitter is great. It's happy, man. It's not just for the trans community anymore. Straight people dig glitter, too. And, uh, you know, I've never been glittered in Clearwater. I've been waiting 30 years to say that line. I've never been glittered in Clearwater. But, you know, but it's on my have. bucket list. It's on my bucket list. I want to get redneck <laughs> chicks. I want to find some tank top wearing hippie uh, redneck chicks to toss some glitter on me in Clearwater, Florida. You haven't lived until you've been glittered in Florida, man. I want glitter your coccyx. You going to glitter my coccyx? Coccyx. <laughs> also known as ass bone. <laughs> If Sean Rima were a blues performer, his name would be Assbone. Assbone Rima. Blind Assbone Rima. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Elaine. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Dre. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Coccyx.